Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name's Christy. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to the, the Thanks, Thanks Mom, Mom Podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Had a little bit of a brain fart before things went on and couldn't remember what a correct word was to She's like, what do I start the introduction? She's like, what do I usually say when we start? Do I say welcome? Do I say hello? <laughs> I just sat there for like She's 10 there, seconds. She stared at the wall for a second after I hit record and I didn't know what to do. Sorry. <laughs> it's just funny. It's been a day. It's okay. Yeah, it was it's just not... really because I was trying to figure out what you were confused about. I, I was don't like, know. We just, just we just really... have to start. Like what? what I happened? didn't know how to start. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to do an intro. Anyway, well, that itself was a funny story. So, how are you, Grace? How's your week been? I don't even, this is so bad. Like, every time everyone asks, like, a day or two after my weekend, how my weekend was, or maybe even the day after the weekend ends, or on the weekend, how my week was, like, I have to pause and, and remember. Like, it doesn't come naturally what I've done. So, now I'm going to pause and try to remember what I did this week, because I don't remember what I've done this week. I think so, it's been a very chaotic that, week. Know. It's been very, our week has been very up and down because we've had a lot of changes and uh, the biggest one noticing that our pilgrimages have been canceled because mm-hmm. of what's going on in Israel so I've been praying for those so let's make sure we're praying for Israel praying for mm-hmm. the Israelites and the Jews there and just the horrificness of war and that people would come to know Jesus and know peace mm-hmm. and respect the dignity of every human person Mm -hmm. so we've had a lot of up and down and back and forth with that and just some other like a lot of just little changes in schedule that make you then need to reroute your normal routine and so I don't know that's been a little kerfuffling Mm -hmm. is that a word kerfuffling in my week it is I I honestly don't remember if I had anything out of the ordinary Monday through Wednesday I just know I, I dog sat Thursday <clears throat> through today, and oh, so right. that was what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Claire got married last night, but I honestly don't remember, like, the week. I'm like, I think it was normal. I think I just worked. I mean, I could look at my calendar and see, like, did I do anything? I don't we, know. <laughs> like, we, we had a meeting or something. I'm going to look. I, I had clients and meetings every night, but it wasn't like there was a ton of, until this, this weekend's been very busy, but going on. So... But hopefully it means that so it's been a productive week for you. I think so. Like, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, and so do you remember of a Holy Spirit moment, a funny moment? What can you share, Grace? Oh, that's right. We went to the marching districts this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've had a really rainy week. That seems like a month ago. You're right. That does myself. sound like a month ago. And I know I, I know I finished some studying stuff this week, but I don't remember what days. Like, I just... But this isn't necessarily this week. Like, you're... The changes from this week haven't specifically affected me. No, it's this just been just very mild. This is just my mine. life right now, I feel like, is yeah. I just, every day is so full that I literally, like, my friend the other day, Gracie, we were trying to, this was like a week or two now, but like, she was saying, she, she's like, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And I can't remember what it was we were going to see each other at the next day. I was like, why? And she's like, for dinner. I think the fall gathering was the next day. And I kept yeah. forgetting. We It was a Wednesday night, and I kept forgetting all week. I remember looking at the calendar Sunday. I was like, oh, Thursday's the fall gathering. And I kept forgetting every day. I was like, I'm, I'm going to not show up because I'm going to straight up just forget. Like, even though it's on the calendar, I kept... Even like, though I'm would doing say all these crazy things. And someone would say it to me, and you guys were running it. And I'd be like, oh, that's right. That's this week. So the Wednesday night, I see Gracie. She's like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, 
why? She's like, the fall gathering that we've talked about already like two times tonight. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, honestly, I look at my calendar like right before I go to bed or in the morning for the day of. I was like, I don't know what comes the day after that. Like, I was like, I just, I can only comprehend one, one day's like at calendar time. at a time. Like, it's the time that you're like, at. I'll find out in the morning I'm going to the fall gathering when I yeah. look at the calendar. <laughs> Sure. So I know it's weird though because that's, that's where you're yeah. at, and when this comes out, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. When this comes out, you'll have taking your test. Isn't that like yeah. that hopefully a relief? Yes. So yes yeah. and no. I mean, I was thinking about that in mass. I was like, next week at mass, I will have taken my test, and I was like, it'll be nice because it'll be over, and there will be no way for me to know how I've done. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of like you walk out and be like, how do you feel? And it's like I don't, I don't know. But there's no way to know. So I'm just not going to think about it. And I just now don't have to study for it. So I just feel good because there's nothing on my to-do list now. Like, there you go. I'm really ready for that. So There you go. But then you'll be on the next one. Hopefully that'll be less pressure and some break. You have a fun weekend plan next week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that'll, that'll be, be good. good. That's yeah. exciting. So anything funny? I'm trying to think of my funny moments because um, I feel like I had a lot of silly things that happened this week but like I said it was always changing I do think just we the fact that we sat out in the pelting pouring rain Friday my middle son had his senior night for band and it's pelting oh yeah at the end it was I mean we were walking into rain because I was trying to protect Sophie and Peter so it wasn't really funny I just it was more just the not even ironic or anything. We would, the point being, we would not have gone out in the rain knowing it was going to then start pouring and the wind would pick up if it wasn't senior night. And so we're all there and my parents are there. And then finally we get to halftime and it just, it's like the heavens just open and it's just pouring and I'm just, we're soaked. And then my four-year-old comes up to me and she's got pants. I mean, we made her put heavier pants on, but they weren't jeans. She would probably want to wear leggings. I didn't let her do that. And they're just saturated and sticking to her little short legs. And and she's just like, I just want to go home. And she's like, why did we come? Why are we here? Why are we in the rain? And I just did felt we bad. Did say the football, that we were at a football game? Oh, I sorry. I thought, yeah, so... I said marching band. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game is just. And the only people are there because it was senior nights for the football players, cheerleaders, marching band. I think that's the only people who are there. The parents of right, the, but yeah, the it wasn't thunder, thunder and lightning, so they're not going to cancel. Big the student section was, but there was none of, for the most part, no extra. Uh-uh. You know, it was just those parents, and then like, so we're walking back, and I I wanted to pick up Sophie, but it was so she was so wet, I was so wet, it was just going to be miserable, and so it was just awful trying to get them not to walk in. I mean, they were just soaked, and then we got was, home, and they're like. Even my underwear's wet. <laughs> I mean, they were just soaked to the so bone. Cool. I had to get a towel and wipe off the seats in the van after because we were so oh saturated gosh, and on the really? leather seats. Yeah, because it was just wet. And I'm like, this is just going to get stinky in here. Yeah. It was pretty I I went wet. in the car and put my gloves because I drove separate because was, it was the night one of the nights I was dog sitting. So I wasn't spending the night at the house. And I put my gloves on like the heaters in the car. I was like, I'm not even waiting to get back to the Mm-mm. house. Like, I don't know if it really helped. Stuff but. in my rain raincoat in the pockets were, like, damp. Not saturated, but, like, I had a pair of gloves on that were soaking. I had another pair of gloves in my pocket. Sophie had given me her gloves. Those were just soaked. Just and then I had a hat for Andrew, and that was wet. I mean, it was just miserable. So it's not really funny, but it was, I don't know. 
I won't say even ironic. I just remember walking back to the car, like trying to teach Peter even how to place the umbrella because I didn't even care if my head got wet anymore. It was more like walking into the rain that was hitting your face. Can I have so. a hot take about umbrellas for a Okay. Moment? Is this Maybe your this funny story? Maybe this is my funny story. <laughs> I semi-hate umbrellas because we created rain jackets for a reason. They have hoods that protect your head from the rain so that you don't have to have this large circumference of an umbrella that pokes people in the eye, bumps into them, blocks their view, yep. makes you your radius like two or three times the size depending on your umbrella like some people can manage their umbrellas well but it's really hard to and especially at a football game everyone popping up their umbrellas i get it you don't want to get wet but, but the, and people kept any... people would offer me an umbrella i was like no i'm wearing two hoods for a reason so that i don't have to take up more space than i'm already doing and my hair is as dry as it's gonna be under an umbrella or under hood because in a hood you can tuck your hair but in grace the idea for an umbrella is to prevent your clothes from getting wet that like the, when you're your si- jacket's sitting. protecting my clothes too, but not when you're sitting and like walk. I mean, and you sit on a tarp, and the and the umbrellas never get keep your pants from getting wet. Everything still splashes on your pants, even if you're wearing an umbrella. Then you can wear a whole parka that goes down to your ankles if you don't want your pants wet. Do we need to get you like a soapbox? Is that what this is? This like, is a soapbox. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> I just I don't think umbrellas are necessary if we created rain jackets. That's my argument. No, I think it's for like, and when you're walking on the street to try and keep your body, like if you're under you the still, umbrella. But you still hit people. Like I stopped walking around campus on rainy days with an umbrella oh because it was so hard to manage. Plus if it was half the time it's windy enough, it would turn it inside out. So it wasn't worth it because you had to find the right angle. And I was like, that just the hood is here. The hood's going to do the work the umbrella's going to do. And it's way less work. So should we, this? like, find an umbrella school to, like, enroll you in so you know how to use one? Better? I know how to use one. Oh, okay. They're just not any more helpful than a hood. A hood is less work. And it We're going to get comments thing. about umbrellas now, so just watch out. I don't really care. <laughs> I just, I, I, like, I stopped using my umbrella at college. I was like, I have a hood, and it does just as much to keep me dry as an umbrella, and it's less work. And it's less like, space. Look and I don't listeners. have to find the place She's when I'm inside She's got an issue with umbrellas. And I don't have to find a place inside at class to open it up and that, leave it that too That is true. It's like, because like, you can't put a moldy, an, sticky a umbrella. And I, I'm just like, y'all, like... Okay. It's Grace Brown and her umbrella issues. Watch out, folks. She's coming for you. Mm-hmm. You that carry umbrellas. <laughs> just they, You just don't need them. Just buy a rain jacket. Okay. There so, we go. Yep. So, I just, next. I was so done with them on Friday night. I was like, everyone saw I don't matter. They don't mind. It's here or there or whatever. But it was, they were everywhere. When you're very close and with I people, got, yeah. And I kept getting bumped. And I was just like, see, this is why you don't need them. I already thought this. But I wonder now- who invented umbrellas. Mr. Umbrella? There probably is a guy named Mr. or Mrs. Umbrella, right? I don't know. I did, it just was an unnecessary invention. I don't Unless know. Unless the rain jacket hadn't been invented yet and you didn't have good material to have the water roll off your back on a jacket, then I get it. But now that we have waterproof jackets, it's not necessary. Let's get rid of the umbrellas. Yes. Yes. I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. It's just not necessary. You should create a bumper sticker. I hate umbrellas. <laughs> no, just like we have waterproof material. Get rid of the umbrellas. <laughs> start a movement. Yes, start a movement. <laughs> These are unnecessary. Yes. We move past Exert this. your rights. <laughs> Protesting. Exert your right to use waterproof <laughs> materials. Materials. And not don't in, fall not into in the umbrella, umbrella fad. Because like, yeah. you use the waterproof materials on umbrellas too. Don't use them in that form. Only in jacket. Okay. So <laughs> She's like, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> so that's why it's not really a funny story either. Yes. I think I think people are probably laughing. Pretty are. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just, so, do you have a Holy Spirit moment since you didn't really have a funny to- story? You just had a soapbox to stand on today. 
Oh, she's still dying. So. I just, I just really don't like umbrellas. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, you know what I was thinking today? Yeah, I do have a really random Holy Spirit moment. Awesome. I was praying my rosary this morning before mass, and it was the. Um. I got to the what's the third mystery? The descent of the Holy Spirit, and I was just like, you know what's interesting? And I think there might be more to this that I'll have to think about, like. What did the apostles do for 50 days between the Ascension and Pentecost? Like, Jesus was very like, okay, you just got to wait. Like, I'll give you what you need, but it's not coming yet. So just wait right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, the, he did tell him, he's like, the Holy Spirit will descend. And they just were like, okay. And they had to trust that. And of course, they were kind of not perfectly trusting because they were in the upper room scared on the day of Pentecost. So they're kind of probably like, what the heck? He just left. It's been like a month and a half and nothing's happened and da da da. But I was just thinking about that. I was like, how often do we have times like that where he's like, I'm going to give you what you need, but not right now. Like, you just need to wait right now. And you have no clue when the waiting's over. And like, beautiful. And then I was also like, did were some of the apostles really good? And they're like, yep, all right, I'm chill. I'm going to be okay. And where some like, what the heck? Like, da, 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 da. I don't know. And just, and then how that flipped a switch from these cowardly men in the upper room, like cowardly, not cowardly, cowardly men to like brave and preaching to the masses outside from a window. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And like just seeing how quickly the, and strongly the Holy Spirit can transform you. And I don't know. Those are my two kind of thoughts that came from my rosary this morning is like, just curiously, like what, what were they doing for those 50 days? And how would I have, like, dealt with that better or worse if I just had to sit still and have no idea when things would change? And then also, like, awe at that, like, wow, the Holy Spirit's that awesome that he could take you from that deep of fear to that bold of, that bold of preaching. So I like yeah. that. I like when things strike us and we just sit and ponder it and, yeah, because then mm-hmm. just the promptings of the Spirit to, like, sit with that and dive into that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so just, it was like peaceful. It's like, all right, sometimes Jesus is like, yeah, I'll give it to you. Need. Just wait a second, though. Like, I love it. You know, I love it. I was like, hmm, okay. This is kind of along a wait a second line. As in, what? I'll tell you because I haven't okay. told you this Holy Spirit moment, but it's it's kind of a wait, a, wait a, second. a second. Yeah, it's a wait a second thing. Okay. So I know we talked, you know, October here is packed with different saints, including your favorite saint on October 1st, mm-hmm. Feast of St. Therese of Lisieux. So. I've talked on here, I think, and shared with just different people about how I had a very um, impactful moment last spring with saying the novena to Mary and Doer of Knots. And um, I, I said the whole thing. I wasn't as prompt every day. I probably finished it, I don't know, in less than two weeks, but not nine days or whatever, um, more or less. And so I really, I love doing the novena to St. Therese, but it was the same thing. It was kind of like... I'm not doing this well, but I really focused on like asking for her intercession, praying the prayers. Therese's intercession yes. or Mary Vendor of Knots? No. Now, fast forwarding to this fall, it's Therese's intercession because I wanted to play, pray that novena for a specific okay. intention. And, um, and I, after I had had this big, profound thing, it like kind of, it didn't like, it reinvigorated my desire to do novenas. I like to do them, but it, like it put it in the right perspective. It was a powerful moment in the spring with Mary and Doer of Knots of, you know, there is there is work and just the consistency of prayer and what the Lord does that it's not always like dun da 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 and boom, but there is there was just this undoing in my life of a specific situation. And um it was really beautiful that I could really relate it to these prayers. So when St. Therese's novena this um, end of September came up, 
It's like, I just need this, Lord, for just some areas of just trust that you just got this. Like, not that the prayer's answered, but that you've just got this type thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like just slowly praying it. It was really asking for the intercession of St. Therese over a few weeks. Like, it was just on my mind in a different way coming up. But I wasn't very always methodical in every single day praying these specific prayers but it was there and so her feast day kind of came and went I've done this podcast different things and then I come home I think it was Friday or Thursday and like I said I was out of town last weekend this week week was a bit chaotic there was a lot of schedule changes I went and got the mail one day and came in I was sorting through the mail putting it in our different bo- boxes in our um we kind of have a message center in our mudroom. And I noticed that where I usually look for my mail wasn't there. It was in the box above, which was the correct mailbox, but it was just weird. And somehow my eyes in the past couple weeks or week or so hadn't seen it. And so I grabbed it because there were some things that I needed, like a check I had been looking for and other stuff. And I was like, oh, how did I just miss this stuff here? And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm sorting through it, recycling what needs to. And I took this um, my specific mail and went and opened it. And one of it was addressed to your dad and I in this square envelope. And I start to open it and I'm like, oh, it's an ask for like money for a ministry or something. And as I take it out to look at the letter for this ministry, I turn it over and there's for this prayer card with St. Therese and roses on it. And I was like, wow, like that just hit me. It was like super cool. I saw it and I'm like, you know what? I wonder if this is for Grace because she just completed this consecration. But I flipped I it, it back is. over and it has Dr. and Mrs. Christina Brown on it. So it wasn't addressed to you. And I have it there anyway. And it was because then when I saw it and I took it out, this was the other really cool thing was that because I was like, this just must be bent for Grace, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, no, it's addressed to us. And I'm like, see, God's always looking out for me. But then I was like, wait a minute, this is like way a lot later. I look back and the postmark was October 3rd, which isn't her first day. But it was like the few days after, as I had finished up the prayers, and was like, see, this is exactly what I asked for, that God was just like, you know what? I've got this. Like, I'm still here. You're in this. And And I told your dad, I said, it wasn't anything profound. Again, it wasn't anything. It was just the Lord just going, yep. I'm hearing you. And that's exactly what I had asked for, that it was just like prayers weren't falling on deaf ears. So it was a really cool moment for me. So I think it's still my prayer card, though, because you know what happened? Like, no, I think that's cool. It makes sense because I I called the company that I did that consecration book with because they're like, if you want a prayer card with Mm -hmm. the consecration on the back, like small, so I don't have to read the book every day, call this number. And I got an email from them the next day, like, I'm now on their email list or whatever for their sure. asking for money. But it was addressed. It was like, Paul, thanks for joining our email list. I was like, I literally on the phone to the lady said my name was Grace and gave the address. So I wonder if you guys have gotten because we've been out past. to the, it's been out to Massachusetts because yeah. we've been on it because we visited the and I've been monastery. wondering. I was like, it's been like almost two weeks. How have I still not gotten a prayer well, it card? Was stuck in my box. There you go. And it was addressed to you, which is so weird. Even yeah. though I told the lady my name, but they found your address. That's where it is. Anyway, I've been meaning I'll to give ask you the you prayer like, card, but it was really cool. Okay, because I did pay a little bit for that. That's not a lot, but I did pay for it, so I would like that. <laughs> no, but it was cool because I because I, I specifically thought it just that I just opened it. That the mystery. I was gonna call them in the next day or so and be like. Hi, I still haven't gotten it, and I just wanted to make sure. I was like, for 
regular postage it should be here by right. now unless anyways, it was but probably funny. been sitting up there but, but it, it, was it had in, to be that way so that you had an answer right. to your prayer because i did yeah. i ordered it a few days after her feast day i think because i just hadn't gotten around to calling which is so i think october 3rd is when i called yeah well that's when it was mailed because i looked back and i'm like i want to see when this postmark was which was totally so this funny. the holy spirit it worked, and i literally I opened it i'm like this looks like this should be for grace and i flipped it over and i was like no whatever and i was like okay I mean, it isn't it isn't that's funny that's really I was cool. like, what? but that when you said it was addressed to you guys i was like that's why they emailed me under dad's name yeah they just didn't switch the front because i'm like you're emailing my email list and my address and all that it was just, that's funny yeah but that's still cool it worked out it was See? twofold it was just the so, way the holy spirit worked so was it was really a cool confused. holy spirit it was the total holy i've been spirit really moment. confused because i was like i don't want to read this prayer out of the book every day i want the prayer card so i can just pray it off the prayer card every day like <laughs> i was like why is it taking so long to come <laughs> you're so funny i was i was kind of wondering i was like whatever but i know yeah, so that's funny all right should we transition to our topic Yes, we should. We should do it together. So, just like didgeridoo. That's right. I forgot that was part. So I thought I was, I was praying during mass today and we had had some like rough ideas about a topic and this just came to me because part of our, the reading for our mass today is from one of my favorite passages or I would say favorite not passages, but favorite chapters in scripture. Um, so if you're listening to this when this came out, this would be last week's readings. Um, but they taught the read. Sorry, I'm having trouble speaking. The readings came from um, the second reading came from Philippians four. And so it just struck me because I've always loved Philippians four. And so actually, don't get confused. Philippians four and what they read in the second reading is not what we're focusing on, <laughs> but it's a different part of Philippians 4. Which they did read, but it was last week. So yeah, two weeks so from two when weeks this, ago. When this posts. Right. So anyway, I thought, you know what? This is really cool because we had done something and reflected on uh, Psalm 23 um, a while back, I think in the middle of this season, season five, but like probably at the beginning of the summer, I'd have to look back. And because Grace really loves, I love that psalm too, but she was really struck by it. And, um, but Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9 are some of my, I would say one of my top favorite uh, verses of scripture. And so I thought, oh, well, this is one of mine. So I'd like to share this with our audience and hopefully there'll be something new you'll gain just from my insights. Like Grace and I always say, I'm not like, we're not Bible scholars, but we do like to just share how the Holy Spirit moves and how we find ways to live out the extraordinary and the ordinary by the way the Holy Spirit has struck us about different topics Mm -hmm. or passages or whatnot through our life. So I'm just going to read this and then I'm just going to share a bit and Grace is going to share a bit. And um, so it's Philippians 4, verse 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. So what I really love about this is I love how most of scripture, when it gives us a command, they gives us a how to follow through and do that. And then if we do that, it gives us a promise. So if we want the promise that God has from us, we need to usually look farther back in scripture and find the command and then how the Lord tells us to live that out and to do it. And I know I've talked a lot about in my life coaching that I work with a lot of people who have anxiety and overcoming anxiety, we say, is a really big jump, but it's easily, it's easy, it's an easy thing to say, you know, let's work on overcoming anxiety. But I think really the step is how to deal with your anxiety, how to lessen it and how to manage it. Um, Because we're never going to fully overcome that um, quick involuntary feeling of overwhelm or anxiety that can come up. Just like when you put your hand, if your body and your nerves work properly, you put your hand on a hot stove, you'll, you know, junk back. And that can be a thing with our feelings that they just can come out of nowhere. But the next step is to bring awareness and notice those. So when we notice anxiety or overwhelm, then where we start to have the control and what I work with clients to do is then to go, okay, wait a minute, now how do I want to act? I notice that, wow, I just, that feeling, that panic, that overwhelm just came. I don't have to just react and play victim to that feeling. Now I have a choice because I've recognized and I brought awareness to it. And so when working with a lot of my clients, I use this scripture a lot um, because we always, so if we start just at verse four, we rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, I rejoice. Okay, so what do we know about scripture? When the Lord repeats anything, uh, amen, amen, I say to you, amen, 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 we, different things, do not fear, have no fear at all. Like there's many times in scripture that things are repetitive. So it, what are we supposed to do? Bring attention, high attention. So we don't just say rejoice in the Lord always. He goes on to say, St. Paul says, I say it again, rejoice with an exclamation point. And then he goes on to talk about your kindness should be known to all. So there's something here. It doesn't say just rejoice when things are good. Just rejoice when you feel happy. Rejoice, whatever. It says rejoice in always. And so if we're supposed to rejoice always, there should be something worth rejoicing about. Because scripture tells us all over how God is for our good. When we are uh, three or more are gathered, two or more are gathered in the name, then Christ is there, that God's working for all those who are in Christ Jesus. So when we're seeking the will of the Lord, he is present and there should be joy just from the fact that we're living, breathing. So if we're struggling to find joy in our life, and I'm not talking about happiness, we could go into a whole conversation on that, but I speak on joy a lot because it's really struck me in my life that joy is a choice. And it's not just this passing feeling like happiness. And joy is something we should always be seeking and is always a choice, just like peace, that is something we can choose and step into. And that is always present, but it really comes back to our mindset to see that in all circumstances, even in the midst of suffering. And you can go back to lots of our previous episodes where we talk on that. Um, But but then God, so then God is telling us that, and then he he, he goes on in, in five, in, I mean, sorry, in passage six, and gives more commands to have no anxiety at all. 
And so we're supposed to rejoice and have no anxiety. And I just mentioned about with anxiety that coming up, that that doesn't mean don't ever feel anxiety. It, it means not falling into the trap of where we can't do anything. And I love Father Ricardo in his book, Heaven Starts Now, talks specifically about that. Like we can't, like I said, overcome that feeling that just comes out of nowhere. But then it's like, well, what do we do with that? That's where the command is, is that not to give into that anxiety and live in the anxiety. And then he tells us how. I love that. So what does he say? After no anxiety, he tells us how to have no anxiety. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we're supposed to make our requests known to God. So if we want no anxiety, are we praying? Are we asking the Lord? Are we finding ways to give thanks even in the midst of this anxiety? And then if we do those things, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That surpasses all understanding. So we might not understand that. We might not know what's coming. We, we don't have to understand that. We don't have to know what's coming. We can have peace in all of that. And it's a peace that guards our hearts and our minds in Jesus that we're resting in him. And then it goes on in verse 8 of all those wonderful things that we should be thinking of. Honorable, noble, pure, lovely, gracious, excellence, worthy of praise. That that is what we're supposed to think of. So to not have anxiety, we should have prayer petition with thanksgiving. Our requests are known to God. Be thinking about all of these things. Keep on doing what you've learned and received from the Lord. So those are all how to live out to not be anxious. And then the promises when we do those things is the God of peace will be with you. He will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We will have the peace that passes all understanding. This is such like a huge packed, like five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, six verses here. But it gives us this journey of how to live. So if you can't tell, I get really excited about the scripture because I've studied this for many years and just broken it down and the Lord's talk to me at different times in my life about how to live it out in different ways. So that's kind of like my take. I know Grace wants to comment on this and I'll stop talking, but I wanted to give you the rundown in the beginning of just how the Holy Spirit's worked in my life through this passage and how we can see a command and how to live out that command so that we can receive the promise the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a lot of like specific like verse by verse to add, but like just some takeaways of this these verses over time and I think I've known this one for a while and even before this story I'm gonna tell like and I just loved it because like you said it's it's like a formula mm-hmm. and I guess I'll say this before I tell my little story but like it'll come back to me when I'm you know maybe not I don't not always necessarily worried about something but maybe something's just on my mind nagging me like I gotta get to this or how's this gonna work out like sometimes worry sometimes just like won't like something I just need to let go of like, right now I can't deal with that. That's not my responsibility. I don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, need to set that aside, whatever. And this verse will come to mind and be like, okay, pause. Like, let's pray and be thankful and make my request known to God. Now let's be peaceful. And it's very practical. And then it's like, and then part of me is like, all right, what do I do now? It's like nothing. You've handed it over to him. So, and that's where I find the peace is just being like, now your job is to choose to t- take part in that peace he's giving you of you've surrendered this to him. You don't need to do anything about it anymore. Like, especially when it's something like, oh, I need to get to this today or do I have to plan that or da da And there's like moving pieces and it's like, well, it's not, the ball is not in your court right now. You need to wait. Like 
not even like big things. I'm just thinking like practical, like day-to-day things where, you know, you're planning a day or you're different events or you're trying to get back to someone or whatever it is. And just the little stresses are on your mind. You're like, okay, this isn't my responsibility right now. I don't need to do anything about this. Or now is not the time for me to do something about it because I need to be elsewhere right now and later I'll have time or just, I don't know. But I remember this sticking out to me and being impactful because the week COVID was shutting everything down before we got sent home, before anything, like before anyone really knew anything, I decided to go to what ended up being the last chapel service at, on Hope's campus for that academic year. And people were just talking about COVID and we didn't know what the heck was going on. And there was a lot of confusion. And I think, I don't even know, because I remember for me realizing we were going to get shut down at one point was when hearing that other schools had been getting shut down, but Michigan State got shut down. And I don't remember if I had heard they'd been shut down yet, because that's when I realized we would get shut down because they were so close to us. But I was like, there's, you know, if if our state is concerned, everyone will shut down soon. And so I don't think they had been shut down yet. And so I really didn't know. At first, I thought it was just like, I don't know, like the triple E bug that had been going around the year before. And everyone freaked out. And I was like, we moved our football games up two hours and we were fine. Like, you know, yeah. just th- like, I think I thought it was like that. And at the pla- the, pla- the states that were shutting it down were f- pretty far from us at the time. Like, things changed so fast in 24 hours. Like, you know. And this was the verse they went through. Like, just step by step. Where they're like, no one really knows what's going on. But this is what St. Paul tells us to do when we're worried and when we're anxious. Mm-hmm. And they're like, everyone's really anxious right now. No one really knows what's going on. But this is what we can trust. And I remember it re- being really profound and really sticking out to me of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how the rest of the school year is going to go or just anything. Like it was that really mysterious, like 24, 48 hours where we were really confused on what's true, what's not. What do you even do? Like what's real, what's fake? And it was just that really stuck out. And I was just remember being like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I don't know what's happening right now, but it's going to be okay. Like it was just... So I really like, that's just, I don't know, I really like that because it was a very practical time and I wish this was before COVID because so, cause they used to record all these and I wish I could go back and listen to that because they, they didn't record it before that, you didn't need to. And then they started doing it only virtually and then once you could be in person, they would do both. Um, yeah. So sadly it's not out there, but yeah, that was just a really profound experience with that scripture and just really st- struck me. So, And I think that, is beautiful. Even what you said in your Holy Spirit moment, I loved that thought of, okay, it was 60 days. You know, what did they do? Sorry. What did they do for 50 days until Pentecost? And even this, the, I love that this, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We don't have to know. It doesn't have to make sense to us. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about leaning back on the Lord um, and just like you even said, like, I don't have to have this figured out when we have this anxiety, like we don't have to know it all. And I think, um, we, a lot of what brings up anxiety and worry in our lives is feeling like we don't have control. And I think that's why we can, when we go back to no, the Lord doesn't ever say like, do all these things and then I will give you control and understanding. He says, no, it's going to surpass all understanding. But even with the unknown, there's going to be peace. And 
there is so much freedom in just not having to figure it out and not know, but just depend on the Lord. Like, it's just like a child. I love our pastor, I don't know, years ago gave the analogy of a baby in those bucket car seats and how he he said like just him as a pastor watching these parents walk in and this baby is getting swung and bumped and <laughs> but they're buckled in they're secure they aren't directing the path at all they're being carried but how de- completely dependent and yet completely out of control they have no control but they're totally secure in that who's taking and leading them and is going to take care of all their needs. Um, And we can do that in so many. Why does Christ say, let the children come to me? Because they're such a great example of complete faith. And we are Christ's children. We are the children of God. And we can have that complete dependent lack of control and completely be at peace and free from anxiety and just depending on the Lord. And we live that out in our lives and the ordinariness And we make it extraordinary when we trust God. And I love how Christ in this passage, in passage 7, talks about, in in verse 7, talks about that peace. And then goes on into 8, that now you have this peace that has no understanding. Like, Grace, you even said that. Like, so then how do you live? When I loved how you said, "I I don't do anything now. Like, I pray. I thank the Lord. I'm asking God. And then now I step forward in peace. That was beautiful how you said that. And then what do you do? Because you're like, I don't need to do anything. Right. You just think of what's honorable, what's true. We don't go back to anxiety. We don't go back to trying to grasp the control. That's letting go of the peace that Christ is giving you. You don't even think about it. Because for me, it's like dwelling on it. It's like, okay, so how's the Lord going to fix it now? Like, I'm like, no, I don't even think about it. Right. At least right now, I I don't have a way to think about it without losing my peace and that's i think that's the perfect thing is that's what we're not to do Mm -hmm. right we don't think about it we 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 stay in this peace knowing that we might not understand and and acknowledging we don't have the control but also the freedom of so i don't need to do anything and figure it out what do i do i think about what's honorable and what's just what's pure lovely what's gracious Mm -hmm. if there's excellence things of, of that are of worth and that's living in the peace it's mm-hmm. like oh okay i prayed i gave it and asked the lord i was thankful i and first and foremost i chose to rejoice and come to the lord in this i'm going to find and be rejoicing because my kindness even in the midst of the suffering or anxiety should be known by all and now i'm going to accept this peace that doesn't make sense to me i might not know everything that's happening i might not know for a long time for 50 days but i was told to do this and wait and i'm waiting here maybe longer than 50 days it might be years for some and what am i supposed to do in that time be thinking of the things that are lovely that are pure and gracious if they're worthy of praise and what do we do then then God of peace will be with us. He will be with us in all that, in the not knowing, in the lack of control, in not understanding. How beautiful is that? How peaceful is that to go, yeah, God, you just got this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy to do. And I'm not saying we have to go back through it because then we go back and we get anxious and we think about those things. And so then we have to methodically go through the formula again. All right, that's right. I'm supposed to rejoice. 
I'm supposed to be kind. It should be seen by all. Okay, I need to pray. I need to thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. All right, yes. And now I choose to step into that peace. And I'm thinking of the noble, the lovely, the pure, the good. That's right. Lord, the peace of your peace will be with me. And we just, it's like wash, rinse, repeat, wash, Mm -hmm. rinse, repeat. Because it's not, I mean, I wish I could say, yep, it's a one and done. There we go. (laughs) But it's not always like it. So I think it's beautiful how you said, like, there are times we can find in scripture where they just waited. We've talked about waited, waiting being active status. It's not we sit back passively. This waiting and not knowing, it doesn't say then we understand the peace. It says no, as we're waiting and the the understanding that surpasses all understanding, that's when we focus on the honorable and the just. So it's something that we are doing. That That isn't passive. That's active. While we might be waiting for clarification or understanding or the next step. No, we just sit in the peace and we focus on these things. Mm-hmm. And then the God who is peace will be with us. I just love it. It's just so tangible to me. Mm-hmm. And so like when we go, well, I just don't know what to do. Well, this is what we do. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. This is this is the formula. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And the more we practice that, the more that we bring awareness to, oh, that's right. I'm falling back into anxiety, to overwhelm and worry. I don't just have to have a knee-jerk reaction and fret and whatever. I can pause for a minute and just go, there's that anxiety. Let it wash over me. And this is what the Lord asks me to do in this. And then this is the promise he gives me. And I I think the challenge is when we go, well, I don't see the promise, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see the peace. I think it's going back then and trusting the Lord to say, wait a minute. But God promised that, so it must be here. So how do I need to adjust my thinking? How do I just need to look at it differently to find the place to rejoice, find the way to step in peace? Because it's here. The Lord promised it, and he can't break his promises because that's against his nature. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us to look at it in a new way, to shift our mindset, to get new clarification, to find that peace and find that joy that he's presenting and is an option for us in all situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, think. I don't know. Yeah. I I love that there's just a whole part of multiple adjectives of things to think about. That always makes me happy. That St. Paul was like, if you need things to think about, here's what you think about. And it just makes me happy. I don't know. I think like it's, it's, it's like a biblical version of think pretty thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's more than that because I it think is, that's but... an argument that I get a lot. Well, if you just, you but know, it, change it and make it, isn't. you know, like, right. This isn't, this isn't just that. No, is it? I think it's what we can weigh everything against, right? Yeah. Like, is that a true thing? To... Should I be focused on that? You know, is that, yeah. is that lovely? You know, I, yeah. I love it, you know? But I think there's something too that when people say think pretty thoughts and it's a joke, but it's like, but also no, like do think pretty thoughts like and this is you know better it's like think honorable think pure think commendable you know pleasing like it's a little more descriptive than but it's you know summed up in that it's like there's truth to that like right what what are you taking like it's like when it's like well don't put your time toward things that aren't worth your time well don't put your thoughts toward things that aren't worth your thoughts and like so don't put your thoughts toward ugly things put them toward pretty things like i don't know i like i like that no i love it i mean I think it's also goes, it connects to the whole garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. What are you putting into your mind? How are you training? It is our responsibility to be training our mind mm-hmm. because our mind can be a battlefield. And if we're allowing it to be 
triggered and then we're just falling in the trigger of the way we're thinking and we're not questioning our own thinking and we're not getting curious and challenging that thought or we're just believing everything that comes in our mind to be true, mm-hmm. this is a great way to hold it up yeah. and just go, is that thought honorable? Is it just, you know? Yeah. Is it gracious? When you're struggling in that area or you're not sure if it is and you're not sure if that's coming from the Lord, I think this is a great checklist to just go over and say, how does this measure up? Because we don't always have to know where the thought is coming from. We just have to know if the thought is from the Lord. So is it how he speaks to us? And if it isn't, then it doesn't matter where else it's coming from. We need to adjust the thinking to these this passage of verse 8. And that's a way to really give clarity. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, lots of adjectives and fun thoughts and pretty thoughts. Mm-hmm. But also the correct way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I like to do lists and check check boxes. Mm, I do and... too. I like the for- I like formulas. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're an accountant. <laughs> I laugh about that though. I think about certain things sometimes. I'm like, I kind of make formulas for everything in my life. Like, like I look at my, I was look, like at my packing list when I was just gone for a few days, and I'm like, it's like here's the clothes you need, and then you like adjust for how many days you're there, and like here's the toiletries you need, and like there's like it's just I'm like I just have formulas for everything in my life the way I set things up so that I don't have to think about it and question it when it comes up I just do it right I don't know it's like or you could call it a system or whatever but I was like in my head I'm like everything in my life is very formulaic and that's makes a lot of sense for the kind of person I am (laughs) like just give me a formula for that that's all I want in my classes it's kind of funny so this works out for me it's like here's the formula for how to just be peaceful well, I hope it was a formula for other people too. I hope it gives you insight of maybe how to look at that passage in a new way if you haven't, or how to use it and utilize it in your own life, um, or just reinforce what you might have already known. I know I can come back to this verse over and over and over, or these verses, these six verses over and over and again throughout different states of my life too, which mm-hmm. has been encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully this might have been a episode that impacts you, that you want to share with others. And we would be so gracious to do that. Just um, you can copy the link, send it to them via text or email. It's a super easy way and it helps grow our small little podcast here. Um, and somebody might be struck by that or think we're really funny. Who mm-hmm. knows? I don't know. <laughs> you we'll know, Grace's umbrella stance was, yeah. yeah, pretty impressive today. It's true, though. It's just, it's true. <laughs> you just can't argue with truth. Oh, wow. So, huh. well, yeah. Thanks, guys. Please share us with others. You can also find us find us on basically every podcast platform. Um, and if you would, you could, you can like, subscribe, rate, review, all of those things as well, wherever you listen to us. We are on Instagram at Thanks Mom Podcast. We are on Facebook, the Thanks Mom Podcast Facebook group, and you can email us at um, at Thanks Mom Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to know more about looking into Scripture and seeing those formulas and the promises the Lord has for us when we go step by step, reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you. You can find and connect with me on my website at www.christinaandbrown.com. I'm on social media, uh, TikTok. YouTube, as well as Instagram at Christina underscore underscore M underscore underscore Brown, Christina Brown on Facebook. And you can email me directly as well at Christina at madeforgreatness.co. We're just so grateful that you take the time to listen and share and hopefully come back week after week. And we hope you join us next time on the The Thanks Thanks Mom Podcast. Podcast.